Please remain standing for the reading of Scripture today, which first comes to us out of Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And now out of Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise so that it may dwell with you and you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that scripture is read as word is proclaimed, that we may hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. We continue our worship series on the Ten Commandments this morning, which is entitled Ten. And we look at the commandments as given out of Exodus, and then we look at a corresponding New Testament scripture to speak to how that commandment is still pertinent for us in our lives and living today. And we are on commandment number five, honor your father and mother. So I want to ask you a question. I want you to think of the most simplistic answer that comes to mind. The first thing that pops in your mind and the most simplistic one you can think of. Why did God create creation? Anyone want to take a shot? Why do we have creation? The most simplistic answer you can think of. He was bored. His enjoyment. enjoyment. Okay, yeah. Any others want to take a shot? Alpha, to lo- okay, to love people. That would be a preacher's kid for you, isn't it? <laughs> the most simplistic reason that God created the universe, the foundation for the creation of the universe, was so that God could have a place for his children to live. Remember I said simplistic. <laughs> was so that God could have a place for God's children, that's all of us, to live. In the process of creation, God created the building block of all matter. Anyone want to take a guess at the smallest element of creation? It's a four-letter word. starts with an A. The atom. The atom. It's called the creation element because while being the smallest particle of all, it is also the most necessary form, it is also the most necessary uh, for creation to exist. After creating the atom and using it to form all of creation, God then created life. And then after life, God created and molded together God's magnum opus. You know what magnum opus is? It's a phrase to mean greatest creation of all. Masterpiece. God created the being that he would call his children. Humanity. All of us. Then immediately afterwards, 
God created the Adam of society and instituted the cornerstone of civilization. The family. The family. This is how God chose, this is how God designed to populate the earth. The family unit is that important to God. The family unit is that important to God. Are you with me so far this morning? Say amen. The fifth commandment, as we have said, states this. Honor your father and mother. As we talked about in week one, the commands are broken into two different sections to which Jesus himself defines. The first four describe how we are called to have a relationship with God, how we are called to love God. And the last six describe how we are called to be in relationship with our neighbor, how we are called to love our neighbor because of our first love for God. I don't believe there's a mistake that this particular commandment is the fifth, the one that's right in the middle. Because this command is the link between the two sections of the Ten Commandments. If we break down the wording of this commandment, we establish some touchstones or definitions that we can use moving forward, such as this, the word honor is the Hebrew word kabod or kabed, and it means this. It means heavy, like in fit, like in weighty, heavy, weighty. It also means to weigh heavily upon or to highly depend upon. And the same root word to mean honor also forms the Hebrew word that translates to glorify or to bring glory to. When we honor someone, we give them the necessary clout, the necessary credit, the necessary respect, and the love that they are due. This is the link between the two sections of the commandments because this commandment works in both directions. It starts with honoring our heavenly parent, God. The first and greatest commandment that Jesus gave and said in answering the question of the scribe was to love God. We do this by following the first four commandments. By always putting God first, by worshiping only God, by never damaging God's name or God's reputation through our words or our actions, and by always seeking to intentionally give God our everything. This is how we honor our Heavenly Father, our Creator, our Sustainer. And then Jesus took it a step further when asked what is the greatest commandment. He didn't just stop at saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. He said, what else? Love your neighbor as yourself. We also honor God by honoring and loving our neighbors. 
We do that by not murdering, not committing adultery, not stealing, not lying, and not desiring or coveting what our neighbor has to the point of wanting it more than we want God. You see why this, is, that this commandment is the link between the two? Does it make sense? Are you with me this morning? Say amen. The family unit, then, is so important to God because it is through our parents that we are supposed to learn of and then how to honor God and our neighbors. This was God's design. That's why the family unit is so important. So today, what I've been doing is I've been going, I've been starting with this is what the commandment does not say and ending on what the commandment does say. Well, we're going to reverse it today. I want to start by discussing what the commandment is saying. The commandment is saying we are called to honor our parents by having an attitude of respect and deep value for them because of the contribution that they are called to make upon our lives. It's God's design from creation that our parents are the ones who contribute to giving us life. Therefore, they are the ones who teach us about life, about God, about living our life under God. This type of honor and respect, though, isn't just supposed to stop at home. It's supposed to start at home and continue on through the rest of society. We should also be honoring those in society who, by their virtue or their position, are called by God to teach, as in teachers, to lead, as in supervisors and leaders, and, and those who are called to have employees under them, or who are called to mentor, or who are called to lead ministries, or whatever the case may be. We are called to also honor, respect, and love them. The motivation for doing this shouldn't be just to be a good person. The motivation for doing this should be to honor and to glorify God. And we honor and glorify Jesus because Jesus set the example of what it means to be obedient to our earthly parents in order to please our heavenly Father. Jesus is the example of why the family unit is so important to God. When we are rebellious and disrespectful towards our parents, it carries over into disrespect for other authority figures and thus can result in a breakdown of law and order and lead to a collapse of the very basis of civilization. And civilized society. Preacher, you're saying you're blowing things out of proportion. Am I really? Am I really? Who's with me this morning? It starts in the household 
But most importantly than what I just got through saying, when we are disrespectful and dishonoring to our parents and our authority figures, and we are also being rebellious, disrespectful toward, and dishonoring to God. Now, what the commandment is not saying. The commandment is not saying that it is a sin when we don't do everything that our parents tell us to do. Kids, I did not just give you permission to disobey your parents, to do your own thing, or to not go with your parent. So I want you to hear this. The commandment is not saying, thou shalt blindly obey your parents. Okay? Paul in Ephesians, in our reading today, says, children, obey your parents. And then he follows it with a three-letter phrase. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. When Paul is using the word children here, he's specifically actually addressing children who aren't of legal age yet. But then... It expands out from there. It starts with the, basis, the basics of life and of interaction. Children, obey your parents early on because your very life depends upon it. Your very livelihood depends. It evolves then from a survival instinct of basic commands to manners and interactions and etc. Think about it for a minute. As an infant... An infant's survival instinct is to obey a parent because their survival depends upon it, quite literally. And then as a child gets, over, gets older, listening to a parent, when a parent says, don't put your hand on the hot stove... When your parent says, don't pick up the snake... Don't walk out into the road. Very livelihoods are dependent upon us listening to our parents. And then it just evolves from there to you shouldn't be lying to your teachers or to me. You shouldn't be going to places you shouldn't be going, etc., etc., etc. Do I need to continue? Everybody with me? Say amen. Children, obey your parents because your very life depends upon it. But what I want to focus on, what you probably already caught a glimpse of, is I want to focus on the in the Lord part. Now here is where the kicker comes in. As children, we are called by God to honor our parents. As parents, we are called by God to live godly lives Worthy of our children's honor. Hello? We are called to live lives worthy of our children's honor. What does that mean, preacher? How do I do that? First, we do that by being the example of Jesus for our households and our children. 
we be the example of Jesus for our households and our children. Have you ever heard the expression, do as I say, not as I do? Folks, I hate to tell you, but it don't work. The expression is an adage, and it should stay as that. Because in the eyes of God, it does not work like that. Children aren't blank slates. They're dry sponges. Can I get a a witness? They absorb everything we say, everything we do, everything that we interact with. They mimic. I don't have to preach to this. I'm preaching literally to the choir. Some of you have children my age. You know what I'm talking about. You know how to raise children. I'm not telling you how to do that. I'm just giving you some some, uh, examples. Children are impacted more by our lives than our lectures. They're impacted more by how we act back to them more than how we tell them they should be acting. Are you with me? Even God knew that we needed more than just a lecture or more than rules. Even God knew that we needed that. We needed an example as well. And because God is so good, because God is so good, He came to this earth as the ultimate example. As Jesus Christ. We must be the example for our children. Secondly, is what Paul is saying in verse 4. Paul says, Do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. This doesn't stop at fathers. You notice I didn't say the word fathers when I reread that verse. It's because it doesn't stop at the word fathers. In antiquity, it was the father who was the ruler of the house because the mother had no, uh, had no clout because of the culture of women in the days. But in today's world, that is not pertinent. Today's world, a parent, whether it be mother or father or mother and father, This applies to all equally. Do not provoke your children to anger. Parents, we must not only be the example of Christ, but we must teach our kids how to be the example of Christ as well. Does that make sense? When we do anything against this, when we act in a way that isn't an example of Christ, when we put unrealistic expectations on our children, when we neglect to teach them how to be an example of Christ, then we are not honoring our Heavenly Father because we are not living lives deserving of the honor of our children. God cares about the family unit. He cares how the family interacts with itself and how the action is reflected in the world at large because the fallout happens out there when it's not addressed in the family unit. This is the point of the entire commandment right here. Not simply that children do what you're told by your parents 
but that parents raise your children in the faith so that your children know, know they are to live in a way that brings honor to their parents, therefore also honoring God. That's what this commandment is saying. Now before we close, I want to end on something because it is probably something you're saying, but preacher this. Well, I'm already ahead of you. I know that evil exists in this world. And I know that evil can exist even in the form of unfit, manipulative, neglective, and abusive parents. The command says, honor your mother and father. It doesn't say, honor your mother and father only if they deserve it. Stick with me. Jesus tells us that part of loving our neighbors is to love our enemies. And sometimes, and unfortunately, our enemies come in the form of our parents. It's a fact of the nature of existence. Unfortunately, some parents put their children in a position of having to choose to either honor them or to honor God. I'm not oblivious to that and neither are any of you. But folks, listen carefully. It is never a debate if being forced to choose to honor God or to honor parents. Sometimes it is honoring God to choose to go against parents. Now, yet again, kids, I did not give you permission to blatantly go against your parents. But I'm also not oblivious to the idea that evil exists in the world in the form of unfit, manipulative, neglective or abusive parents I'll tell you a brief story as we close out my grandfather pastored churches in the, in the church of the Nazarene for 49 years the only reason he stopped at 49 years was because he passed away in the middle of serving he was raised, he was born in 1927 so just to give you an idea of his generation he was raised by a very non-believing father but a very believing mother she would sneak him and his numerous siblings out on Sunday mornings and they would attend church and when they would return after church his father would line every one of them up including his mother and beat them within the inch of their lives for attending church. She would hide Bibles and floor planks and up on the fireplace and things and places where she didn't think he would look because when he found them, he would burn them. Later in life, my grandfather became a minister, as I told you about. 
And he would pray for his father every single day. And later in life, he reconnected with his father. And before his death, his father committed his life to Jesus. And begged for forgiveness for what he had did in my grandfather's childhood. Folks, when we respond by being the example of Christ, lives are transformed. Disciples are made, and the love of Christ wins. Honor your father and mother, parents, Live worthy of your children's honor. And even when one or both sides do not, will not, or fail to not, choose to respond by being the example of Jesus. This is the gospel message. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.